traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sean Udall is the CIO of Quantum Trading Strategies. Just joining us here this morning. Sean, good morning. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, Benzinga. And you're always up early anyway. Uh, all right. You've probably had a busy couple of days here. It is uh, tech earnings season and you are a tech investor. So reactions to any of the big tech reports we've seen go well i mean google continues to be the google i wish it was back in 2013 when it was my largest position although it treated me pretty darn fine and i did well with it but yeah it's it's like everything that i that i was envisioning happening to google probably took about five years longer maybe seven years longer by the way not not a not a bad lesson there uh, sometimes you just got to hang on to things. You do hang parabolic. on. Though, I, I do. I do a pretty good job. I mean, I think the story mo- most people know, you know, I mean, I was able to not work for anybody else since 2011 because I was smart enough to buy Apple uh, and hang on to it for a number of years. I think I'd, I've done that three times in my life. So I haven't held it the whole time, but there's been at least three periods in my life where I've held Apple for more than more than three or four years. But yeah, I like to move stuff around. I, I have per- plenty high turnover but probably a lot lower turnover than than you know a typical professional day trader. But oh, for I, I think sure. that kind of comes with, you know, if you do well and you accumulate a lot of assets, you don't have you 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 know, you have to trade with much smaller percent of your portfolio. So, you know, I mean when I was starting out, I was trading with 80% of my portfolio and now I'm trading with about 10% of my portfolio. So Sean, so, I want to I want to ask you wow. here, um you always uh you know, you like I like your blend of fundamentals, technicals, and sentiment. And I know that you do a really good job of combining these three. And then sometimes I get like notions in my head and whether they're bullish or bearish. And I I just can't, I can't move off them. So I just want to get your take and I'm looking at Apple and I'm looking at 150. I'm looking at Microsoft at 290 and now it's it's training above that level so it's breaking out. I'm looking at Google at like 2800. I mean, is this just like just routine profit taking here? People picking, you know, um, you know, just a nice round number to, you know, is it Bill uh Bill Gates who has to sell stock anyways, you know, selling a trillion there? Are you seeing any kind of topping formations in these kind of things? Or is it just, you know, coming into earnings, people want to scale back or, you know, what am I, am I overreacting to this 
potential resistance or well, you think there's some major profit taking going? I mean, I think you got to kind of take it <clears throat> name by name, right? So, so net let, let's back up a, a week later. So to Netflix, I, I think Netflix is basically being held up by bubble gum and bailing wire. So, you know, old, old farmer, old farmer expression there. But but in parlance, it basically means I don't know what the heck is holding Netflix up other than I guess it has large participation in indexes, which are market cap weighted. Ah. So the persistence of market cap weightings, the rankings holds a lot of these things up. But but so Netflix is very like I just don't understand. It. I mean, I I'm not one of these people like that thought Netflix should have been a $38 stock for the last 20 years. But uh, I think a lot of the rise w- was deserved because of of fundamental results and things like that. At a certain point, though, it just doesn't make much sense. I, I really do. It's it's almost like market cap begets market cap until uh, a shakeout. So. But but there's a ton of stuff we can talk about as far as Microsoft, Google, all that stuff. Honestly, Google's kind of relatively cheap, smashing results. I do think people ha- might get a little too excited. What Google has seen today won't continue for three years. Google is having a huge kind of reopen kicker, right? So real, it's, it's weird. You say, well, wait, it did really well when everybody was closed. Well, but it's, it's seeing a ton of acceleration on businesses that are doing more business and want to advertise more. So the comps, right? They always talk about comps. The comps for Google are, are easy right now. And they'll probably be easy for one or two more quarters. Then guess what? Comps get hard. Microsoft, same thing. It's kind of mega market cap. I mean, it was down last night. I kind of thought the the reaction post earnings was was what, what was it down about five bucks something uh, like that. It was more. It got down under. Was it more? Yeah, they got under two seventy eight. I, I mean, great great numbers. But you know, we're talking. I mean, this thing's two trillion now. You know, back in ninety nine, companies topped out at half a trillion market cap. Well, the world's a different place now. Things are bigger. Inflation. Blah blah blah. But you know, two trillion, and I mean, it's it's not like right at two trillion. It's it's sort of well above two. Hey, let me look. Uh, it's two point two trillion, I think, right now. I mean, that's getting up there, man. I mean, so Apple is the other one. You know, Apple's never been an expensive stock. In fact, I liked Apple the most when it was the most expensive stock, when it was basically the pre iPhone Apple. I thought that was the greatest Apple that we ever had, and the results speak for themselves. Now Apple's kind of slow growth juggernaut. So, so here's what it's all going to, uh, how it's all going to kind of unfold for these companies, I think, in multiple years. You, they're going to be heavily curtailed in any M&A. So we've already seen the signs of DOJ, anti-monopoly. There's, I mean, there's been cases against Google, multiple cases, I think, and a few, but they're they're gonna have to grow internally now. They're not gonna have to be able to buy just buy everything and keep growing, which is has fueled their growth for a lot of years. Now back to sentiment. Now I'll kick it off to you. We're kind of at this weird markets are high, yet we have hundreds of stocks basically have crashed again. Kind of like remember when yeah. I called the SPAC low, which stuck really good for a few weeks. Well, we're basically kind of retesting the SPAC low, but sentiment is very negative right now. So. We, we're almost we're almost equal, in fact, to sentiment lows that we saw. Not not the COVID lows, but sentiment lows we saw last October, November. Which, if you remember, that was a heck of a good correction, which fueled the leg up that ended up culminating in the February March 
uh, high beta highs. They weren't the total market highs, but they were the high beta highs. So the high beta stocks, small cap, mid cap, has essentially been correcting since February, March. So the market's going to do one of two things. You're either going to refuel a huge trade in small cap, mid cap, and probably reopen stocks, banks, energy, things like that, airlines. Or you're going to have a hell of a correction that nobody is prepared for. One of those two things basically has to happen. I think the former, I think you refuel up a big small cap, mid cap, reopen trade. Uh, obviously, SPACs are part of that. But if, if you don't get participation, the market's super narrow. If you don't get participation, small yeah. cap, mid cap, SPAC, SPAC th this, thing, this thing could get a little spooky. And I, I don't think anybody's prepared for that. Well, uh, how long are you willing to wait for that to come? That participation? Um, I'm, not sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I understand the question. I mean, at, at, at eventually you got to draw the line and say, okay, small caps are, are not, they're just not participating. Well, I mean, you, you know, uh, I never had to sell Google. I did. I never had to sell Apple. I did. I never had to sell Facebook. I did. If you own SoFi, you never have to sell it. In other words, just okay. because, a, just because stocks don't go up for six weeks or six months, doesn't mean you have to sell them. Yeah. But, but if you're live, if you're trading for a living, you better be damn sure you have money to tide you over through periods where you don't make money in the market. So, but, but now I, I don't, I don't, so I'm not a, I'm not a trader that, Hey, if it's not moving, I got to kill it and I got to move on and find something that has to move. In fact, I would say 80 to 90% of the traders like that end up losing most of their money and they have to go back to work doing something else. So um, not to disparage anything you were saying, I'm just saying, Sometimes you have to be prepared that things take longer, not just saying, oh, I'm going to move to something that's, oh, hey, I'm going to start trading GME and, and AMC because they're moving. So my view would be, would be position yourself in a way, I, honestly, I've, I've had a lot of cash for most of this year. So I think if you're opportunistic, um, by the way, we talked about SoFi. I think if you're opportunistic and you're willing to build positions versus just trade positions, you got you got some really good prices on a lot of things right now. Everything in the EV space except Tesla has been smashed. That doesn't make any sense to me. So so but the market does have a decision to make. Can, is it just going to is it just going to keep rewarding five stocks? I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it kind of is like five stocks just keep going. It down. is. It is. You know, yeah. you're the second person this week. Uh, we had JC Perez on on Tuesday and he echoed the same sentiment. You know, that the, uh, if you look at, you know, underneath the hood, the market did top out in February, March. And then Absolutely. Spencer and I, when we, you know, we're, we're prepping for the show this week, we're like, well, the, you know, where's the money going? Like the money's going into tech. It's going into tech. And like, where else is it going? You know, energy's kind of stall, And it's, you know, it you're seeing rotation, but if the rotate, and actually what the rotation was is, you know, whatever, it seemed like it was just going into like treasuries. It was going into, you know, well, which is, Joel, which is ludicrous. What's been the biggest trade that's probably the most surprising trade wasn't yield spiking? Yeah. Now, okay. Yields coming back from what? What would they top out? You guys know? Spencer, no, no, one seventy-five ish. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking ten year. Um, let, let's even say okay. So it wasn't surprising they came kind of back down to like let's say one fifty. One seventy-six, maybe. Very surprising they came down to one twenty. So, so that that that. But so that by the way, that sets up a beautiful bank, a beautiful trade. 
literally my best trade last year from a safety standpoint and it made a ton of money was banks banks are incredibly cheap again now they're not COVID cheap but they're incredibly cheap what is the one group of stocks that will go up when yields go back up again and yields are going to go back up banks and it, i mean one of the weirdest things is is the the absolute sort of persistence and selling of banks and I'll tell you what, it's hard. It's literally hard to find a bad bank report in the last two quarters and they're going to get better. So, you know, if you believe kind of in the persistence of, of, of earnings results gravitates to stock price performance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's I mean, that's pretty much a, a golden rule. That's a pretty easy sector to be in, but it's not it's not real sexy to trade kind of on a, on a daily basis. But anyway, so, so that's I want to touch I want to touch, I wanna touch on two things. Yield. I want, I want to touch on two very uh, important things here. First of all, what do you make of this route in the, in the uh, China, Chinese stocks? Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, it's totally deserved because you have a, a very heavy hand. I, I don't know if we've ever, I mean, Joel, you and I have been doing this 25 plus years. I don't know if I've ever seen a group of stocks drop on direct government influence like this, especially sort of out of nowhere. Now they're incredibly cheap, but I, I haven't bought any China stocks because the, the, I normally would be buying a little. Okay, hey, I'll put 2% of my portfolio because these things are so beaten up. If I hold them for six months, I get it. The easiest 50% ever. I, I don't know if you can say that now. I, I wanna kind of think the opportunity is coming. Here's the problem. China stocks could sell off for one or two more quarters because I just don't know what the end of this news is going to be. In other words, here's what could heal it. You get two quarters of really good Chinese earnings results and the news just sort of dies down. At some point, people go, wow, how long are we going to ignore these stocks blowing numbers out? I'm, I'm talking more like Baidu, Baba, you know, stuff, a Bizun. Right. Like I want to buy BZUN. I want to buy it, but I haven't. I want to buy KC. That's King Soft. That's basically kind of like an AW, a mini AWS for China. I, 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 I don't know. I just don't know. Now, one of my rules is you can wait for chart turns, right? So whether five EMA turn, ten EMA turn, what, whatever your technical turn, whatever you, whatever trader you are, you, you kind of know where, when you think a chart has turned. So whatever rules you use. If you get a good chart turn that looks like it, it holds, you can't, it, it's not a one day chart turn. It's got to be like a multi week chart turn. But you get a good chart turn, maybe that's enough. I, that, that's a tough group, though. And it's weird. It was like, I keep thinking, what is their end game on this? Oh, man. You, have you been listening to this show this you, week? Honestly, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you guys are on the same page. But what is their end game? Like, what's their goal? Do they want to de-rich the richest people of China? I mean, this isn't going to hurt foreign investors at all. I mean, what's you don't what's, think China's, so? what's China's net ownership of domestic funds? Is it 2%? 3%? I, I'm going to guess it's know. 2%. Yeah. I'm going to guess your average pension fund holds has 2% exposure to China. I'm just ballparking. Um, your average trader has zero percent. Well, <laughs> wait, wait, but if you look at like some of the, the largest holders of these, a lot of these stocks, uh, DD, you know, uh, Baidu, et cetera, companies like Uber and Fidelity and other, the big wealth managers and BlackRock all have huge positions in these companies. They have huge positions on a, like 
as a percent of those stocks, but I think as a percent of total assets that Fidelity owns. All right. All right. If you're going to compare it against that, then yes. No, that's what I mean. So of okay. Fidelity's total holdings, it's probably less than 2% of their total holdings of everything Fidelity. Sure, sure. I could be wrong. You you know, we could probably look that up if somebody wanted to Google search it. Um, I mean, there there's probably firms that have basically 0% to China. And the one name they own is Baba. Because Bob is in certain indices that they have to own or something like that. There you go. It's, okay. I, I just don't understand the end game. I, I like you usually I can kind of figure out what China is doing. And honestly, China has made a lot of really good decisions over the years. I, I, I just don't know what, you know, here. The, the only thing I can think of is that uh, who Ant financial Jack Ma, Jack Ma basically I don't know if he did this, but I think they perceived that he insulted the party. That was step one. I guess he sure. wasn't supposed to go public. And Didi said, we're going public. And that was like, <laughs> and I guess in China, you don't get three strikes. <laughs> one, one strike. One. You get one strike and then you get death or something. I don't know. <laughs> I wish, I wish a lot of people wish they would have known that before the I mean, IPO. What have you guys said? What is your guesses? I don't. Game? I, I don't want to get too political on this show. So, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't Spencer know. Spencer might have the best. I mean, it's the sometimes the obvious answer is is the best. Spencer, maybe the chi- Chinese government felt like they were losing control and had to sl- sl- slap down controls. Could be that simple. We don't live in now. Be, let's be careful. There's going to be elections in a year. Then there's going to be elections in another two years. If we're not careful, we're we we could morph way more into socialism and communism than we care to even venture. But. This should be a good lesson to everybody in the U.S. political system. Like, look, hey, you think it's cool having the government having all control over everything? Look at China. So, you I, know, just, I, just I, be I don't careful who you vote for, people. I think we're, I think we're a little I bit of a little bit I can find out. I can draw a little <laughs> bit of a line there, John. I got it. Wait, let me get my fishing pole and reel Sean in on that one. I got to I gotta get my fishing pole and reel you in on that one. Up on that, but all right. Yeah, we got to reel them in. We got to. Well, we're talking about one. communist dictatorship and the control <laughs> okay. over the. Look, uh, let's not go there. All right. Let's. Uh, okay. Anything looking frothy to you? Anything looking frothy? Real well, quick? yeah. I mean, the, the I, I don't know if I'd short it though. So, so I I thought I might come on a few weeks ago. So, by the way, about three four weeks ago, I did say you did talk about it in private conversations. I said be prepared for low liquidity correction raid. That's pretty much played out to a T. Honestly, lasted a little longer probably than I thought it would. I I, I said Nvidia was probably a pretty good short that went down right. about a hundred bucks before the stock split. Um. So, you know, other than, I mean, Fang's kind of, I just think we're going to rotate again, but this is a tougher call than it was the last time. It's a way tougher call than October, November. Uh, That was crystal clear. Um, I I think we're going to, you you almost have to, again, you almost have to, because what's gotten cheap again is hundreds of stocks that are benefiting from the reopen. And maybe you could chalk all this up to Delta. I, I don't. I just don't think Delta is going to really change the fact that more people get vaccinated every day. The fact that we overreacted to COVID in the first place, and the fact that even when we shut down, a huge percentage of global economic activity still occurred. So if 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 this whole thing's just been kind of a big Delta variant sell-off, kind of that's kind of shaken the 
the, the weak handed people out of, you know, reopen stocks, I, then, then that, then that's not going to yeah, last very right. long. Who can say, I mean, the one it's, it's like, who can say why I, I saw a chart this morning from, I think JP Morgan that, uh, the new new COVID cases in the UK have just like the, the chart just like collapsed. And it was like, it's that, but that does that that doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, that that would make sense just from a scientific standpoint. As vaccinations rise, well, no, COVID no cases I, I meant like, I meant in the short term, not in the long term. I meant looking at like the Delta variant. Like it, there was a spike and then it just like collapsed. So who can say? Uh, yeah, whether it's Delta variant or, or anything else, the one I think we have to all go back to rem- remember to how things used to be before there was a pandemic and before we could all universally agree on why the market was down in certain ways. Oh, that's right. We can't. Well, you know, Spencer, yeah. you know what you're hitting on? Again, really good comp. You're basically hitting the market hasn't had to deal with multiple cross currents for a while. It was kind of one issue. It was a one issue market. It was a right. one issue market post COVID. And then mm-hmm. it was various one issue markets. And honestly, I kind of thought we were ready, especially small cap SPACs, specs, et cetera. You know what group I like, by the way? I like pot stocks. And I bet you both are going to slam yes. me. No. I like pot stocks. Well, guess I'm what? Kidding. This is the first time I like pot stocks since last November, October, November. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I bought Tilray at seven. Late last year, that was actually, I think, a December buy, and I sold right. it in the twenties. And I don't even want to think about what it went to. Um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, but um, I mean, Tilray. In fact, Tilray, I think, reports today or tomorrow. They Tilray, report, CGC, and then I have not liked the MSOs. All the pot guys, killing me, and I love them because I'm. I have a lot of friends in that group, but they believe pot is the best thing, the only thing, and it's going to go up another tenfold. I'm like, well, once things go tenfold, they kind of slow down. First of all. Second of all, they've really benefited from the spec trade into February. That ended, so that slowed down. Anyway, now we've had a correction in a group that wasn't supposed to correct. So, you know, it's one of these things where I think the pot trade could fuel up. It's going to have really strong growth, and it sold off hard. Okay. I like that. Thanks, Sean. Great information. Thanks a Is lot. that it? Wow, that went fast. Sean, Sean t- 20 minutes. Time for Yeah, us. yeah. Sean, follow Sean on Twitter. I'll put his handle up at Udall Tech Strat. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sean Udall. We appreciate your time. Let me put the Twitter handle up real fast. There we go. All right. Thanks, guys. Sean Udall. Thanks a lot, sir. Later. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Traffic jams tailgating pileups oh the joys of driving how could it get worse the federal government wants to have a say in what you drive that's right the biden administration's epa is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today don't let washington become your backseat driver protect the freedom of driving your way visit energycitizens.org paid for by the american petroleum institute